0: Good morning, welcome to The Bigger Picture. So lots to unpack in the coming days. We've got news around China stepping up support with the central bank and financial regulators meeting with bank executives and lenders to boost loans to support the recovery. We've got the Jackson Hole Symposium underway later this week and also earnings to watch out for with the likes of NVIDIA in action. To help us unpack it, we've got Calvin Wong. He is the Senior Market Analyst for Orwanda. Good morning, Calvin.
1: Hey, good morning, Ryan. Good to be back again.
0: Hey, Calvin let's start with the overview first so we've got sure. markets in august so far it's shaping up to be the worst month of the year for stocks so quite a bit of volatility in the markets right now uh, what's mm. driving this sentiment that you're seeing right now
1: yeah so definitely for sure that uh, sentiment is rather uh, weak right now so uh, we have actually primarily two drivers that are actually seeing this current state of uh, risk of behavior in the global equity space Firstly, we start to see a kind of a very steep uh, acceleration on the US Treasury uh, 10 year yield, uh, especially on the uh, 10 year real yield, which is actually right now uh, quoting at 1.97%. So that's close to about a high of last seen in March, uh, March 2009. So that was during the onsite of the great financial mm. crisis during that period of time. So uh, that actually being uh, this steep rise in this U.S. 10-year treasury uh, real yield, is kind of a, we put it away it's a kind of a global benchmark of medium term to long-term cost of funding. So for sure, cost of funding is uh, rather elevated right now that actually leads to this risk of, much more prevalent in uh, longer-term duration with assets such as growth and technology stocks then on the other hand closer to asia we have this heightened call it, uh deflationary risk in china that is now potentially leading leading to a kind of a collision risk in the india local mm-hmm. financial system via you know that that implosion of that uh, major trust company that actually failed to make timely uh, payments on their wealth products which is pretty much concerned that is tied to their indebted uh, property market uh, developer uh, bonds or, or even their but the, the, the physical uh, property itself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you've um, pretty much outlined what's been driving sentiment down. You've got the tech stocks, perhaps um, some profit-taking of sorts. And also, um, China, lots of negative news. You've talked about how some of the companies have been struggling, especially in the property sector. Uh, And of course, um, the policymakers are watching very closely. They've been trying to shore up confidence. um, But it doesn't seem like it's working, right, Kelvin?
1: yeah because if you look at the situation in China right now put it in a way that uh, over the last couple of years it kind of been kicking the can down the road, especially to especially on the the property uh, development side of the story so what we could see right now for sure is that any added liquidity that's being kind of a method into the market that means increase money supply, you cut interest rate. Then with this uh, heightened mentality fear of deflationary spiral into the mindset of consumers as well as mm-hmm. businesses, it seems to me that China now is facing the risk of a liquidity trap. That means whatever added uh, monetary policy stimulus, that means liquidity pumping measures, the China's offering uh, trigger down to what I call the uh, wealth effect or, or the spending effect seems to be pretty much minimal right now. So I believe uh, the only way to actually curb this or negate this deflationary risk spiral mindset is to impose something pretty much uh, we call it a more targeted concrete policy that addresses the current situation right now like the youth high unemployment rate Mm. which is uh, pretty much of a concern and uh, one thing positive one I would see over here is that over late on the weekend or late Friday, Alibaba is actually planning to actually start hiring younger folks after we start to see a more clear signs of a uh, lesser we call it with a lesser risk of a further regulatory clampdown by the central government.
0: So it looks like um, the the monetary policies uh, can only do so much. You need structural reforms, fiscal policies, yes, and we've got the lending rate in focus today. They are widely yep. expected to cut it, but I suppose. Yep with the confidence among consumers not being that strong. It doesn't matter how much you cut it. You're not going to get people borrowing.
1: Yeah, so instead people will just use the extra fund that they have, I mean, indirectly, to actually to repay off their existing debt rather than put it on for, we call it a credit uh, spending year.
0: Okay, so the other big event we are watching this week, Calvin, is the FOMC or rather the Jackson Hole Symposium. That's typically a platform for central bankers to talk shop and then just give a bit of preview of what's to come. Sometimes maybe pivot when it comes to policy settings. Are we expecting any big changes from the Jackson Hole Symposium?
1: So to me, this is a big uh, wild card to me that, that me, myself, and other market watchers are watching watching very closely, Over especially on Friday, where Powell actually kind of a kickstart this symposium with his uh, keynote address. So I think two the primary two things on, uh, on the minds of the market right now is, what's the Fed thinking on the current inflationary situation? Okay, is it more of a demand situation or more of a supply situation, or well, a mix of both? And the current state of their monetary policy, are they enough to actually address this, inflation situation at this point in time because at this uh market participants are actually wanted to know the current mandate which is keeping rates higher for longer yeah that's the the, the, that's the call it the message that they're driving across the message driving Mm -hmm. across the, the the mindset of market participants then the next step over here is yes once the economy starts to slow down okay you're gonna cut rates right so how much or what's the duration of the next interest rate rate cut cycle. I means they're to actually try to decipher where will be the long run equilibrium interest rate will be. So these are the kind of things that uh, a, a kind of uh, message during the Jackson Hole that market participants try to actually decipher from the keynote address of Fed Powell and as well as other uh, policy makers. So one thing to look at over here is perhaps the Japanese side of the story. So as you know, BOJ uh, last the last meeting, they actually enacted something creative again. They call it a flexible uh, year curve control program, mm-hmm. which i.e. to actually allows the uh, 10-year JGBO to actually fluctuate at, a, at, at the upper limit of the, uh, the band initially was 0.5%. So now they actually allow it to put it at the maximum is 1%. But right now, if you look at the current operation of BOJ, it seems to me that every now and then they will actually come in at 0.6% 0. 0. 0. 0. on the JGB to actually start to uh, buy up a massive amount of JGB to push down the, the, the yield back down. So, uh, market was want to hear uh, hey, this flexible YCC, how long are you going to actually uh, maintain? Or what's the timeline that possibly to actually uh, kind of a putting more concrete features of a normalized uh, monetary policy in Japan. As you know, that Japan is still one of the major economies that kind of has a close to a, <laughs> a zero interest rate policy at this point. while the rest of starts to actually face the reality that we are now living in a. Kind of a uh, environment where interest rate got
0: to be higher. Okay, so we'll be watching that very closely as the volatility in bond yields play out in the U.S. Uh, we'll see if that continues to what extent this week. We've been chatting with Kevin Wong, he's the senior market analyst for Oanda. Kevin, thanks for your time this morning.
1: My pleasure, Ryan
0: Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg.